0: Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the Sustainable Development Goals and the roadmap to 2030. We are
1: your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoy today's SDG Talks podcast. Proper nutrition is also important because it helps in development of our body, especially the cognitive part. So. A well-nourished individual equals to a more productive individual because they are not falling sick. So this means in whatever area they are working, they are fully productive. So this also has a great impact in our economies in terms of they are able to give the best whenever they are working.
0: SDG World, what's up? Welcome back. Today, we're going to hear from Maureen Moketha, who is the founder at VM Maureen is a registered nutritionist by the Kenyan Nutritionists and Dietitians Institute. And within her organization, she helps empower and make sustainable food and knowledge about proper nutrition available to people throughout Kenya we're going to talk about why it's so important to have these roundtables and how nutrition really impacts pregnant mothers throughout the process. You're really going to love what Maureen has to say. Sometimes the connection does go out a little bit, so I warn you, but for the most part, you're going to get 95% of the fire that she's spitting, and I guarantee you're going to enjoy it and have a good time. Much love and enjoy. Maureen, welcome to the SDG Talks podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fine, Kevin. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well, thank you. Just living my best quarantine life.
1: Yeah, a day at a time and trying to be as productive as possible.
0: Yeah, sometimes it feels like I'm just like a robot doing the same thing day in and day out, but just got to be grateful for what we have and, and continue to, to work forward and, and adapt to this new world because it's definitely going to be different.
1: Yeah, and,
0: you know, I really enjoyed doing some research about you beforehand and looking at some of the amazing work that you're doing around zero hunger and nutrition. And I often feel like that's something that's forgotten about and not talked about as much. And you know, I love the phrase "you are what you eat," and I'd love for you to give us some context about the organization that you currently that you work for that you started. Um, I'll try saying it, but I'll probably butcher it. Tule Viema, what you do and and what the organization does.
1: Okay, so Tuleviema is a Swahili word for let's eat right. So what we do at Tuleviema is we raise awareness of proper feeding habits in communities. And why we raise awareness of proper feeding habits in communities is because there has been an increasing rate of malnutrition, which is partly attributed to poor feeding habits or poor uh, poor choices or poor food choices that people make. So I thought as a nutritionist, as an individual who has a background in nutrition, the best way to change the narrative is to have an organization that raises awareness. So that's what we do at Tule
0: That's amazing. And so how do you raise the awareness on this? I mean, it seems like sometimes where we're just trying to, you know, we eat what's in front of us or maybe we eat what's cheapest. How are you approaching, you know, educating people on what they should eat? And then maybe also even looking at, you know, what what do people do if they don't have access to some of the the good food options that they should be eating? Okay, so how
1: we raise awareness is we have two programs that we usually do and that we first have nutrition education talks where we equip the general population with proper nutrition knowledge. diversified diet, or what we call a balanced diet, is all about what a balanced diet entails. So that's one way in which we raise awareness. And the other way we raise awareness is we work with young women of reproductive age, where we teach them how to cultivate indigenous vegetables on sacks. Why we work with women is because a woman is the one who's in charge of her kitchen, and once she appreciates the importance of eating well, she'll be able to replicate it. She'll be able to apply that in her House and also in her, she'll she'll be able to influence what they eat at the household level, which uh, improves improves the nutrition status of her, her household members. So we raise awareness through nutrition education talks and also work with the young women of reproductive. The indigenous vegetables so what these women do is they cultivate four varieties of indigenous vegetables on vertical gardens why on vertical gardens because availability and it's also very easy to cultivate vegetables or simple crops on vertical gardens because they're not living so they cultivate the indigenous vegetables for their consumption and then they also sell the surplus to meet other household needs
0: that's amazing so you've actually now helped build business opportunities through local farming and and creating healthy food that families can consume and then actually sell the surplus. So is that now a business that some of these different families that you work with are now implementing in their communities?
1: Yes, that's right. We have quite a number of women who have now incorporated uh, selling the indigenous vegetables as part of their daily income. So, what happens? All the women sell the surplus vegetables that they have from the four vertical gardens. but we have some women who have even gone ahead and planned and set up more vertical gardens. so they have more sack farms where, which are purely for for sale. So it has also been it has also led to a business opportunity um, for the women.
0: And what type of crops are normally grown in these types of kind of home gardens or local gardens?
1: For Tulevima, we cultivate indigenous vegetables, purely indigenous vegetables, and also we call them... It's a type of onion. It's not. It's not the bulb onion. It's a type of onion that looks like grass. So what these women cultivate is indigenous vegetables, and now some women also cultivate the a type. I'm forgetting the name of the the type of the onion that they grow, but it's uh, it's onion that looks like grass. Okay. So they're not very heavy crops. Just because it's a kitchen garden, they're not very heavy crops. They're just crops that the sack farm or the vertical garden can be able to carry in terms of even when the crop uh, matures.
0: Very cool. Well, I just shopped from a local farm just yesterday and I'm looking at a couple different uh, saplings of kale and some tomatoes. So I'm officially growing some vegetables at my house now. So I'll need to take some tips and tricks from you.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Wow. That's really nice. I'm sure there's a lot of joy that comes from one harvesting food that they have planted. So I'm sure you will really take care of them and also continue planting even after you have consumed what you have already planted, the kales and tomatoes.
0: Yeah. And I think that kind of ties into the next part of the discussion where I think it's interesting to think about the level of joy and happiness that you can get out of growing your own food and, and kind of growing, eating what you grow, you know, what, have you seen a positive response from the families that you work with in the communities where it's helped increase their livelihood through having access to food, but maybe an extra sense of pride or, you know, have you seen any response like that from your communities?
1: Yes, I must say now we even have women who we call them TOTs, trainers, trainer of trainees, because of the joy that, okay, so what happens initially when we pitch the idea to these women that they'll be cultivating indigenous vegetables on sacks? It becomes, they, they find it a little bit difficult to understand. And how indigenous vegetables would grow on vertical gardens, but once we teach them how to grow and they take care of them, and they they actually start eating from those vertical gardens, we have seen women who have even started teaching their neighbors, their friends how to cultivate indigenous vegetables. And uh, apart from that, the other um, impact that we're having is there is. Improved nutrition status, especially um, young children and also the women themselves, because the women we work with are still under the uh, reproductive age bracket. And as we know, recently, uh, inco- newly incorporated in part of the indicators of SDG tools. So it's good to see not only are they now financially empowered, but they also, they become food secure with an improved nutrition status and also very willing to teach their neighbors, their friends, how to cultivate, how to set up this sack farm. And also from the education talks, we have, we also, every time we have a nutrition education talk, we have. Members who tag along their friends, not necessarily people who are part of the Tulevema project, but they just tag along their friends so that they can be able to come and get knowledge, the knowledge that we usually, like, come and listen to the topics that we usually handle uh, during the nutrition health talks. So we have seen a lot of... Embrace community members both in terms of teaching other people how to set up these farms and also tagging along their friends whenever we're having nutrition education talks
0: That's really amazing and it seems like you're building this community of action and purpose around uh, food and nutrition and and it's something that I, I personally have been trying to spend a lot more attention to what I put in my body. Uh, I, I think it's You know, when I think about how crazy the world is right now, I kind of come back to the phrase, let's just control what we can control. And it seems like in a lot of ways, granted, you know, some, there's some terrible situations, but your body is one of the only things that you have full control over, especially what you put inside of it. And, you know, I think that topic nutrition is something I'm so fascinated by when it comes to why nutrition is important. And I know that's sort of a really broad question, but from a nutritionist standpoint, why is good nutrition so important in order to set the, the foundation for a, a happy and fruitful and productive life
1: so nutrition is important because from the food that we eat we are the food that we eat is what fuels our body so if we are not properly nourished this will mean we will deprive our body of essential nutrients that will first of all, protect our body in terms of not falling ill. Proper nutrition is also important because it helps in development of our body, especially the cognitive part. So a well-nourished individual equals to a more productive individual because they are not falling sick. So this means in whatever area they are working, they are fully productive. So this also has a great impact in our economies, in terms of they are able to give the best whenever they are working. So this also translates to fewer days of sick leave. In, yeah, fewer days of sick leave. Maximum productivity. Also, in terms of cognition, yeah, in terms of cognition, mental capacity is well developed.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh- did I answer that,
1: Will? Yeah,
0: very well. And I think that, again, it's it's similar to some of the basic things where if you treat your individual body right with good hydration and good nutrition, you're going to be happier, healthier, more productive to yourself, to your family, and to the community around you. Um, and a lot of that starts with good nutrition. And your education programs are amazing. And I'd love to, um, you know, if, if kind of from you telling the community, like if, if people wanted to get involved or if there's different ways for – how another organization might partner with what you're doing with your organization. Is there a a best way for people to get in touch with Tule Viema or anything, any resources that people might be able to find?
1: Yes, we are very active on social media. We have a, a Facebook page. An Instagram page and a Twitter page all handles to levyema So there we usually also share what we are doing. And even when we are not having the nutrition talks, we usually share nutrition tips that anybody can be able to engage with us uh, from wherever part of the country they are from. So for now, we engage our audience, um, if not physically, through social media.
0: Awesome. Well, Maureen, it's so amazing to learn more about your organization, all you do. And on behalf of myself and uh, the SDG Talks community, we thank you for all that you do.
1: Thank you so much, Kevin, also for having me. And I really wish you all the best in your journey. I'm really interested to find uh, in your cultivation journey, in growing your crops. So I'm really interested to know how it goes, how you go. And I'm sure if you have any challenge, we can always exchange a conversation.
0: I will make sure to send you photos and I'm sure I'm going to need some, some help because I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> I'll guide you where I see fits.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the SDG talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash and United Nations community.
1: The goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.